I'm Taylor Squellia, and this is Girl, It Is Time to Thrive. Welcome back to another episode. Today is Mother's Day. So not when you listen to it, but as I record, it is Mother's Day. And it only felt right that I actually do an episode with my mom because I've been wanting her to come on the show and not just to, you know, have a mother-daughter episode, even though we could definitely do that, but because she is an absolute expert in her field. She is a life coach and mental health coach, and she is so good at what she does, and I really wanted to have her on. She is not only my mom, but my best friend, the person I go to, I call her seven times a day. I have like mini therapy sessions and I am so lucky to have her as my mom. So since it's Mother's Day, I want you guys to meet her. Her name is Claudia and I'm going to have her introduce herself. Hey, everybody. Really excited to be with you today. My name is Claudia Donovan and uh, as Taylor said, I am a life and mental health coach. It was a career that I began about four years ago, and I absolutely love it. Uh, Formerly, I was in human resources, and I am also a Bible teacher and women's ministry leader. So uh, again, I'm really excited to be here today. I am going to be sharing tips and uh, tricks with you in regard to uh, changing your thinking, your thought patterns, and what that can do. Uh, to change your life and to really help you to thrive. So yes, so grab a journal, make sure you try to pause, you know, sometimes I like to listen to podcasts while I'm working out. And this episode is going to be a lot more about interpersonal work, you know, changing your thinking means changing your life, which means this is not an overnight process. So I do want to caution you that if you listen to this episode while driving or working out that you might want to re listen to it with a notepad and a journal and a pen or whatever. I just said notepad and journal at the same time. That's how important it is. So mom, what the heck does that mean? Changing your thinking, changing your life. Well, about uh, 10 years ago, I came across a scripture and it says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And I really just began to kind of think about what does that mean? You know, we can't control our thoughts. And, you know, thought I at my at that time, I thought, well, thoughts just pop into your head. And, you know, we don't have any control over what we think. And, um, and what I realized through studying out that scripture was that we really do have control. And that led me into this whole field of neuroscience and uh, you know it's it's crazy amount of science and I won't get you too far off track with that but um, it led me to understand that the brain and the mind are very different and yet they're connected so one can't function without the other and at the same time 95% of what we do uh, the decisions we make, uh, how we react to things is all driven from our unconscious mind. And uh, that was that was really um, really an awakening for me that you know everything that we are doing is basically kind of like autopilot. and um, and so I began to realize that if I change the way I think, if I have a thought, if I can, you know, grab hold of that thought and tell myself a different thought that I had very different outcomes in my life. So if someone wants to start that journey, you know, capturing their thought, getting off autopilot, where do they begin? 
Uh, so the first step in any kind of, um, you know, journey is to really become self-aware. You know, we have to, um, you know, again, there's there's so many things coming at us all the time and we just, we kind of float through, right? We don't intentionally think about what we're thinking. And so um, when I work with my clients, the first thing that we are working on is becoming self-aware, you know, catching yourself thinking about something. So, um, you know, I, I guess we can, um, you know, to be self-aware, we have to be very intentional. So a lot of times that's very difficult for, you know, my clients. And so I'll say, well, catch yourself in feeling something. So uh, usually a feeling can, you know, if you trace that back, you can figure out what thought it was that caused that feeling. And what if someone struggles with feelings? Like, what if they don't even know, you know, because they have had so much trauma in their life, how do they really catch those feelings? So um, I guess let me just kind of back up for a minute because the, the thought process is the same for everyone. We have thought comes into our mind um, and we have, a you know, we make a decision and, and then we have an emotion based on that decision and then we have an action based on all of that. So, um, you know, again, I don't want to get too crazy with the neuroscience, but, you know, we're the only mammal on the planet that has a prefrontal cortex mm -hmm. and the prefrontal cortex job basically is all of our cognitive, um, you know, everything cognitively, behavior-wise, and all of that. So even though it happens in a split second, if you can slow yourself down, and, and it does, it takes practice, Taylor said at the beginning of the podcast, you know, this isn't something that you can just do overnight. It takes practice. And But if you can slow it down, we feel things, whether you can put a label on that feeling or not, we feel things and we feel them in our body. So again, it's really becoming intentional and becoming more self-aware of, you know, pinpointing, you know, like one minute you feel great and then, you know, something might pop into your head or you see someone or something triggers something else. And it creates this feeling, you know, not only in our, you know, our mind and our psyche, but also in our body. So it's really becoming in tune to, you know, yourself and, and uh, more aware of yourself. So when you're working with your client, this is the first thing you do. And then they start writing it down and they start getting more aware of their, you know, like you said, their autopilot feelings and emotions and thoughts. So once they've captured that, once they've, and how long, well, before I go forward, long, yeah, forward. <laughs> <laughs> no, not backwards. <laughs> not backwards, forward. Um, how long does that usually take? I would say, honestly, if people are really working that, you can begin to do that within, you know, the first few weeks. So a lot of times I give, I, you know, I work with women in, who are um, kind of stuck in a perfectionism mindset. That's just an area that, you know, I, I was a pro at it, so I figured I would, you know, kind of niche down into that area, although this process that I'm talking about today works in you know, for everybody. But um, so I, I end up giving them like catchphrases. So, um, you know, they're, they're called cognitive control phrases. 
But, you know, there are things like uh, what if and um, I should or I have to. Or, so I, I give them these control phrases and basically I just say write every single one of them at the top of a page. And every time you catch yourself saying that to yourself, um, just put a little check mark. And I had a client, she just started with me a, about a month ago and she said, I cannot believe how much I should. I say it every single like within seconds I'm saying it again and I said yeah yeah we should on ourselves all the time (laughs) so um but it's just again it's just becoming aware and sometimes you know again because I work with perfectionists and you know perfectionism I know you know the the phrases that we use so often so I give them some of those and um yeah they just make their little check marks (laughs) So after they've done that, it's been a few weeks. Then you said something earlier that I didn't touch on because I wanted to go through it a little bit more, but you said they have to reframe their thoughts. Can you walk us through how does someone reframe their thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. So um, again, you know, I mentioned the prefrontal cortex and, you know, we're the only the only mammal on the planet that has one, right? And scripture says that we're fearfully and wonderfully made and we are, right? So what the prefrontal cortex allows us to do is, um, you know, we, we have thoughts and we have, you know, situations that happen to us and all of that is kind of stored in the prefrontal cortex, um, for 24 hours. So, um, you can have a thought during the day, but we actually get a second chance to reframe it. If you don't catch it, you can bring something back into your awareness and reframe that and, you know, start a whole new kind of like tree, um, of thinking. So I'll just give you an example. Um, we, I, I, I talk to my clients all the time about, you know, just different scenarios. And so one of the scenarios I talk about with them is, okay, so you see a job application, you know, you see a job posting and you're super excited, you're qualified for the job. Um, you know, you, you have the skill sets, the degree, all the things that they're asking for in the job. And just before you hit apply, you know, you, something comes over you and you just go, oh, forget it. And you don't apply. And so tracing that back, that something that came over you was really a thought from within you that, you know, was basically telling you, you know, whatever it's telling you, I'm not qualified. Uh, you know, I'm 45, nobody's going to want me, um, you know, whatever, you know, whatever the thought is. And so if you take that back, um, you know, all the way to the thought, you can actually reframe the thought if you catch it in the moment. So by reframing it, it's, it's really questioning it. Um, one of the things that, um, you know, I, I'm constantly, you know, showing and showing my clients is that we tell ourselves these stories and they're actually, most of the time they're a lie. They're based on fear. And so, you know, I'm, I'm always saying, well, is that fact or fiction, right? You know, a fact is, um, you know, something that, uh, <clears throat> you know, is everybody has the same, you know, thought about it, right? It's, it's uh, objective. It's observable by all parties. And fiction is really based on interpretation and judgments and, you know, our own, procra- our own uh, prognostications about the future. So fact or fiction is a way for us to really begin to challenge our thought. And what 
we find most of the time is that, yeah, it's fiction and it's just something we've told ourselves. And so we can reframe that. We can say, you know what? I have the college degree. I have several years experience. Um, I'd be, you know, I'm a great communicator. I'd be a really good fit for this company. And so just having a different thought uh, actually fires up all the neurons in your brain because your brain is so used to being on autopilot in your mind. So it actually begins to grab hold of that, <clears throat> that new thought. And then again, that new thought produces new, you know, new emotions and uh, again, new behaviors. And, you know, most of you guys like give more examples on that. If you are a business owner and you want to sell to a client and you want to up your prices, I mean, you own a business, mom. I own a business. How freaking scary is that? Like, because that is something that we train in our brain. We think that, oh, if we do it cheaper, maybe they'll want to purchase with us. Or if they won't even buy a $50 product, why would they buy a $100 product? So we see this in so many different areas of our life, which is exactly why I wanted her to come on and talk about this topic, because it doesn't matter if you are a stay-at-home mom or if you are a CEO or if you... um you know, have just a phenomenal career in all areas of our life, when we start believing the lies that we say, you know, I've, I think I've talked about this in past episodes, and I learned it from her, when we, <laughs> when we believe these lies, we be think that, you know, they start becoming a pattern. And when patterns happen every single day, if you every single day say, I'm only worth X amount, well, you're actually worth you're worth so much that no one could ever afford you realistically. But when you put it on your business, then you took at your skills and, you know, your degrees or your certifications, and then you can put an amount on it because realistically you're worth too much. But in other areas, you know, if you're a mom, you know, it's Mother's Day. If you believe, oh, I'm such a bad mom, I snap at my kids, that's a lie, right? Absolutely. So you have to reframe that thought that, you know what, maybe I'm just exhausted or maybe, like, there's probably so many reasons why you snap. But it has nothing to do with you. You are still a good mom. You're still showing up. So I just wanted to pause and give other examples as well because I see this in so many areas of our life. I see this when I talk to my friends. I catch myself doing it because I've had, you know, a role model like my mom who has taught this to me. And over the last, you know, six weeks, it's just incredible when you start realizing your thought process and your thought patterns, how it affects everything else and like you said that's autopilot so you know I think everyone knows what autopilot means but how do you interrupt that autopilot response yeah so the the only way you can really um you know interrupt that is again through being becoming self-aware if you don't know what your thoughts are about yourself then you can't change them so the, the way the brain works is that we can only change what we're conscious of and and by conscious I don't mean you're awake by conscious I mean you're aware so that's obviously the first step we have to become aware and then we have to um, you know again um, you know scripture says that we can take every thought captive and we can bring it into the obedience of Christ so what is Christ Christ is truth so again you know we ask ourselves the question well is that thought fact or fiction and then we reframe that thought with truth and so by by you know reframing it we have you know this new thought that we're creating and we're backing it up with truth and 
you know, evidence. You know, you, you mentioned, you know, being a good mom. I, I was having a conversation with my sister this morning and I was like, you know, we really have amazing kids. You know, as bad as we thought we were doing when we were doing it, we, we actually have amazing kids. And, you know, that's a new thought, right? You know, we, we can kind of see the negative so easily, but we don't often see the gold. And um, so changing the thought, reframing the thought is really about telling yourself the truth and backing that thought up with evidence. And there's tons of evidence, you know, there's tons of evidence that you're a great mom. There's tons of evidence that you're qualified for a job. There's tons of evidence, you know, that we have in our lives. We just have to look for it and then put that into a thought and then bring that thought. And this is key. We have to bring that thought, that new thought into a learning environment. So how do we learn? We learn through repetition. Um, you know, I aced everything in college because, you know, I had a professor in the beginning of Psychology 101 that said, you want to ace college? And I said, yeah. And he said, I want you to just take really good notes. I want you to read the notes out loud to yourself every single night in your, you know, write them out in your own handwriting. Don't type them. These are, these are ways that the brain connects with new information. We bring it into a learning environment. So I'm repeating these thoughts out loud. I'm writing them down in my own handwriting. I'm hearing my own voice say them. And it begins to really rewire the brain. It creates new perceptions in our unconscious mind or or non-conscious mind, excuse me. And then, you know, as we continue to do this, it's, it's like forming new trees, new branches. And so, you know, even though you'll be on autopilot, you've got this new information that is, is really becoming, um, you know, solidified in, in your mind. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> oh, I just had something to say and I forgot it. Um, what I was going to say, though, before that was obviously it sounds so simple. And, you know, like we said, we've mentioned it a few times. This is a process. This is not an overnight process. You know, reframing something, you know, takes so long. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Okay. When she was saying, you know, you have to, you know, stop believing the lies and you start rewording stuff. I always look at it like if your best friend came to you and was like, I'm so fat, I'm so ugly, I'm so worthless. You would say, no, you're not. You're this, you're that. And, you know, there's some people go through seasons of their life where they might need to be affirmed on a daily basis. And it might take a week. It might take three weeks or six months. But after that affirmation, your best friend is not going to say that for the rest of her life if you were to affirm her every single day or your your partner, or your significant other, or your your daughter. So, you know, think of it like that. These negative thoughts, if you, if you heard someone else say that, someone you love say those negative thoughts, I'm a bad mom, I'm worthless, I don't deserve this job, I don't deserve to run my own business, they would say that's not true. So that is really, I mean, that's how I, when you explain it, that's how I took it. You know, so if anyone thinks like me, you know, reframing it is by saying, you know, be your best friend, be your own best friend, be your own partner, your own significant other and say, that's not that's you know, I had that thought, 
I can't stop that thought. It came into my mind, but I'm going to pause and I'm going to say that's not true. And then I'm going to affirm myself and start create a new autopilot. Am I absolutely. getting it? Yep, you absolutely have it. Yeah, and you know, again, the concept is really beautifully simple, but becoming aware is is really the hard part. It's it's takes so much intentionality and so much practice. Um, you know, again, we, we have so, we're so inundated with information that we kind of become numb to it. You know, um, we, we just kind of walk through and, um, you know, I remember when, when I first realized that if I didn't like the thought I had, I could have a different one. You know, I mean, like that, that's just, that was like such an awakening for me. I'm like, yeah, that thought sucked. Let me try again, you know? And, um, and again, Literally, your body just connects. You have a different emotion. You have different behavior. It's, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It was just like mind boggling to me. That was like, oh yeah, that's a, that's a really crummy thought. So, but again, Taylor was talking about affirmation. And while affirming one another is absolutely something we should be doing, right? Scripture tells us we should, you know, we should edify one another and encourage mm-hmm. one another. Um, but when you do that for yourself, yep. it's a whole nother level. It's a totally different ball game because again, your brain knows the sound of your voice. Your brain knows your handwriting, you know? So, um, you know, people think I'm crazy when I first start working with them. Cause I'm like, no, you need to say these things out loud. And they're like, that's just dumb. And I'm like, yeah, well next week you get to say out loud in front of a mirror, that's tif- That's really tricky, you know? So, um, you know, but these are things. You're seeing it. You're hearing it. You're experiencing it. And it becomes a new belief in you as you continue to practice that. And it's not dumb because Mel Robbins has like 4 million <laughs> followers and she just has a New York Times bestselling author about high-fiving yourself in the mirror. So, yeah, I mean, if Mel Robbins says it, it's got to be true. I, I remember when I first uh, came across her and I, I thought, this is the dumbest thing ever. But I thought, well, you know, I'm going to try that. And, and it works. It's amazing, you know. And again, your brain knows the you know universal sign of a high five is like woohoo you did a great job yeah. high five and it just sounds so silly and so simple and yet again you're you're really just creating these you know incredible new beliefs and perceptions about yourself so and honestly when you create those about yourself you begin to have those about other people as mm-hmm. well you know, um, in perfectionism, we can be so highly self-critical and that self-criticalness runs over. You're critical of everybody. You know, I spent half my life thinking I was either better than somebody or worse than somebody. You know, there was no happy medium. I either was way better than you or I just, I sucked. And, Mm -hmm. you know, again, when you get a hold of your thought, it changes your outlook in every area. Well, this is going to be because this is a bonus episode because we have uh, meatballs to go make and stuffed shells. Can you just tell everyone, you know, what your program is, how they can work with you? Because I mean, all everything you're saying just makes sense. And I know there's so many women out there struggling in this area. 
Yeah, absolutely. So um, a couple years ago, I created a program. And again, I specifically wanted to work with women who were struggling in perfectionism, um, which, by the way, is really, you know, highly touted in our culture. You know, we think we should be perfect in everything. And that's a good thing. But actually, perfectionism is probably one of the most damaging things that, um, you know, you can do because you are trying to attain something that is just not it's not attainable so my program is called the path to purging perfection it is a three-month uh, group and or private coaching uh, course it is uh, for women only I only work with women and um, yeah I'm just seeing so many phenomenal breakthroughs and transformations and um, I, I really love what I do you know I have fabulous clients and um, yeah so you can, um, Taylor will have everything, I guess, in the show notes. Yep. Yeah. And um, you can reach out to me. I do a complimentary discovery call. Uh, so you can see if working with me is a good fit for you and vice versa. And uh, yeah, just absolutely love what I do. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate you doing this on Mother's Day. <laughs> and she is such a good mom that my brother and his wife, she, my brother's wife, this is her first Mother's Day. So while they're at church with the baby, we are here recording a podcast in their office, really weird, like, and they have no idea until they listen to this. But we're also doing dinner. Yes. You know, my mm -hmm. brother did a lot and we are just finishing all the setup. So even on her Mother's Day, she is stuffing shells and making meatballs with me. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's, no. all, it's all good. <laughs> so it's all good. Have a great day, everyone. And thank you so much for listening to the show. And as always, be kind to someone, eat some good food, and pat yourself on the back because it is your time to thrive, and that starts within.